excited to be joined today by um, Emily Mayers and Hannah Tunley from Brand Opus. Hannah Tunley is an alumni of GBI, so it's really great to welcome her back into the fold this year for the uh, for the show. Every year, Brand Opus set a brief for our students, um, and last year Hannah Tunley won that brief, which is really exciting. And so now is working with Brand Opus, um, and we just had the news yesterday that um, Sophia uh, was a runner-up for the brief this year. So we're really excited to kind of carry on this collaboration and um, kind of be working quite closely with them. Um, with our kind of students and the work that they're making. So I'd like to welcome Emily, Hannah and Sophia um, and they're going to have a bit of a conversation about the brief, give you a bit of context and you'll see a bit of the outputs as well. Hi, so I'm Emily. I am a senior designer at Brand Opus. I've worked here for about eight years um, and I look after the Chrysalis programme which is the brief that we set with um, third year universities. Um, like Emily mentioned, we um, and just about this great relationship with LCC. Um, and Hannah here is actually on internship with us uh, seventh week. Yeah, internship? I think we're on seven now. Yeah, so it's going well. Yeah, um, I'm Hannah. I graduated last year. Hi, I'm Sophia. I'm a graduate of this year, and I was one of the students that entered the Brand Opus brief competition. Wonderful. Um, maybe, Sophia, you could, I know you've got a few questions that you were going to ask. Yeah. Um, I was just wondering for Hannah what it's been like as a graduate because obviously you're one of like first graduates to graduate like a pandemic what it's been like and kind of your experience from it what since graduating or here um since graduating oh since graduating um it's been a bit weird can't lie but what I've tried to do is like make some positives out of it and I think um, I'd say the same to third years graduating now is don't get too disheartened about not being able to find a job or internships. You can make it work for yourself. So what I did was while I was applying for jobs and internships, I decided to set myself up as a freelancer and take it like seriously and set myself up as self-employed and try and find branding projects big, small, whatever, I, I was ready to take it. So I worked on a couple of different things. So all, I think all of it was branding from what I remember. Um, I worked with a female empowerment group um, called Zoli Manzel, who have Mauritian roots, um, creating kind of a brand identity and social media kit for them. And... More recently, before I started interning here at Brand Opus, I was freelancing with a brand licensing agency and working on some branding projects with them. Um, again, they were like social purpose brands, um, which are going to be taken to some buyers. Um, I can't say too much because it's under <laughs> an NDA, um, but that was really fun. So, And then, yeah, I came here middle of March. Um, 
still going at the minute. So, yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to in the last year. Just to build on that as well, I think as a like, potential employer, one thing that definitely impressed us with Hannah and your interview um, with our creative directors was that initiative to, you know, be, self, be self-aware and have that enthusiasm and that self-initiative to do those extra projects. Um, so whether it's something freelance or something else we've seen different students is going back over the... Um, graduate projects and actually like re-looking at them, developing them further. So any kind of drive in the meantime, in between internships or in the gap before you are able to get a job has come across really well. Um, and we've responded really well to those students that, you know, they're really enthusiastic about the design that they're doing. it's like a good way to also like make sure you keep up to date with like skills and stuff like that because it's pretty easy to forget all those (laughs) keyboard shortcuts that you spent years learning um yeah and it's I think that's the beauty of like being like a creative is you can kind of create a job for yourself it might not be what you want to do for the rest of your life not everyone loves freelancing um but it's a good experience nonetheless especially like at the minute um, it's a good opportunity to take if you can't, can't quite get, you know, um, to where you want to be in terms of, like, internships and jobs. Like, don't be too hard on yourself. That's what I've learned. Like, don't beat yourself up. It's a hard time at the minute. <laughs> Thank you. That kind of asked my next question if you had any advice for, but I guess if you have any other advice for kind of, to both of you for recent um, ads coming out this year. I'd say... Something that's been beneficial to me um, might be a little late now, I'm not sure, but making sure you take part in things like DNA, new blood, um, setting yourself up profiles on the dots, setting yourself up on Instagram. I found a lot of work through Instagram, um, smaller projects through Instagram. That's been like my main sort of way people found me. Um, so make yourself like present because if you're hiding your work, then no one's going to see it. No one's going to know that you're like available to, you know, work with or whatever. There's no point hiding what you've spent three years on. So yeah, make sure you like get your work out there, put it in front of a lot of like noses, you know, just keep on going with it. Um, and I guess advice from me, if I build on that, um, I think just about making sure your enthusiasm's out there as well as your work. Um, that, like for us, we do have limited spaces for internships at the minute, so we really are interested in people that um, are showing enthusiasm for the company that they're applying to. So that classic thing of like tailored emails, and if you don't hear back straight away, like maybe you send a follow up, and you know that kind of thing of just making sure you're really on it um, and actually following up on people really helps. Thank you so much. I thought it might be good to just get a bit more context around the brief um, for people that maybe don't know um, what the project's about. I wonder, Emily, could you just maybe give us a little bit of a um, summary of what the brief's about? And then maybe Hannah and Sophia could just spend kind of a few minutes talking through their approach to the project. Sure. So um, it's this is a competition that we run in partnership with one of our clients, Molson Coors. Um, Molson Coors are one of those companies, umbrella companies that own household brands that uh, we might know. So we work with them a lot in the US, but in the UK, we work with them on brands like um, Carling and Aspel. So they're very much a drinks focused brand. Um, so we work in partnership with them and we think that helps the brief give it this sort of industry perspective um, 
the um, clients, their innovation team at Muslim Calls are involved in helping write the brief. So it's things that they are really looking into in innovation right now, things that they're interested in. Um, the clients from Muslim Calls also help with the judging as well as the brand opus uh, design team representatives. So we have um, creative directors, we have strategy um, people, and then we have the Muslim Calls clients as well. And they make up the judging panel. So it's really great to have them involved um, throughout the whole process, giving that industry perspective. Um, but in terms of the actual brief that we set this year, um, as you can see on the screen share, it was to create a drinks brand um, with a sustainable story at its heart. Um, and we really asked the students to sort of be uh, distinctive and unique about that sustainability. We were so aware of greenwashing, um, but it's still such an important issue. So we challenged the students to think of how they can get across a sustainability story in a unique way. Um, and we asked them to look at it with a mainstream appeal. Um, because it's such an important issue, we wanted it to have um, a wide reach. So how can you create a mainstream drinks brand which would have the mass appeal? Um, and as part of that, we asked them to look at, we asked quite a lot from the students. So I think impressive to you guys for being a winner and runner up. But um, we uh, asked for complete brand creation. So that involves like naming. Um, we asked the students to find like a, an insight or gap in the market as to why they think their solution is important. Um, and we also ask for sort of different brand deliverables um, and activation, uh, however they feel this brand can come to life. So exists at identity and a packaging level, but we ask for more than that, you know, the whole of the brand world and how this brand might exist. <laughs> um, and we actually had our presentation day yesterday. Um, so we shortlisted down to 14 students. Um, so these names on the screen are the oh, 15 here that we... Um, Shortlist two, we give those um, 15 um, feedback. So we have individual feedback calls with each of the students and then they develop um, and do sort of a Dragon's Den style presentation, <laughs> which happened yesterday, but hopefully it wasn't uh, intimidating, Sophia. I think you did really well yesterday, so well done. It was really interesting because obviously you guys were looking at one screen and I was like looking at you, so I was like, where are they looking? <laughs> A double screen setup. It's quite uh, quite a lot of screens to look at, so we definitely were paying attention. <laughs> how many how many students enter to the competition? Um, it varies every year, um, and we sort of the unis that we or colleges um, that we work with depends each year, depending on who we sort of have the relationship with. A few universities and colleges. Um, chose not to run the brief this year just because they wanted a different course structure with more like face-to-face -face, um, projects. Totally understandable with the current environment. You know, a lot of students are working from home with less, less contact. Um, but this year we ran it with about 12 universities and colleges and we had um, over 100 entries. To, so I think even to get down to the last 15 um, is, is really good. And I know this sounds like a cliche, but... We had such a high standard of work this, this year, um, despite everything that's been going on. So I was really impressed yesterday with this project. Great. That's really great to know. So, yeah, well done, so, um, Sophia, for, for becoming runner-up. Um, okay, so maybe you could just give a bit of context to your approach to the brief. Sure. Um, so something I really wanted to look at was finding a way that we could use a circular economy approach, because I feel like there's a gap in the market a way that we reuse what we have over and over again instead of just creating something new and through research and 
etc. I found a milkman delivery approach would be quite unique and fun way of doing it. So it would be doorstop delivery for gin and tonic because if it's for milk, why can't it be for gin and tonic? And another aspect I wanted to include was using waste from the dairy industry in different ways. So expired milk would actually be used to ferment the gin and that way you don't need to use up any other products and it's also putting waste to good use. And then the entire distillery and process would be actually powered by Calpu and whey waste as well. So it kind of keeps the theme of using waste for something else. So I kind of took inspiration from the vintage nostalgic milk ban feel, but added a bit of a twist to it because that's what the brand is doing anyway. And through that, I kind of just took off with it. I really love doing this project because the personality was really fun to build. And it was such an open brief. There was like endless opportunities to do with it. So this was kind of the direction that I took. So you'd be able to order different crates of different sizes. Um, gin and tonic would be delivered to your door. <laughs> yeah. There would also be a monthly newspaper as well, which would be printed on recycled materials using vegetable ink to kind of create that community around change. And everyone would kind of share their input in different ways that we can come together and make an actual change, even if it is something like gin, because I think it's always fun to do. And I love gin and tonic, so it was fun to include that bit too. Uh, one thing that really stood out as well was those um, newspapers that were just on screen a minute ago. Sophia actually sent us physical copies in their office, so um, they were definitely a plus on the uh, mm-hmm. on the judging day. I think some people have already filled in their crosswords, so that <laughs> went down really well. Thanks. It was really fun creating them as well and seeing it kind of come to life in print. So it was really fun. I think it's definitely been one of my favourite projects I've ever worked on because I love kind of branding, but then most of the university like briefs that I've been working on, I've always tried to incorporate a sustainability aspect into it. So it was kind of nice pulling all of my knowledge from those and putting it into something like this. And also it was a great experience as well, having the different feedback I had on like the initial call and just all the feedback from yesterday. It was a really, really good experience. And I couldn't recommend taking this brief like <laughs> any more than I can because it just takes you on a journey that you just didn't think would happen. And it's just really fun. Yeah. So Sophia, as one of our runners, that will actually be joining us on internship as well. So that is part of the, um, the prize for the winner and the runners up. So uh, we're excited to have you come into the studio. <laughs> Thanks. I'm so excited to be really fun. It'll be nice to also meet people that I've been speaking to through a screen. It'll be really lovely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, Hannah, I wonder if you could just briefly talk through uh, approach to how you yeah. kind of, um, went about it last year. Yeah, so we had a slightly different brief last year, but for the same kind of deliverables, I guess. So um, last year's brief was creating a drinks brand that went beyond the benefit of refreshment, if my memory serves me correct. Um, So basically my response to that was a brand called Flink, which was the alternative to Dutch Courage. There was a gap in the market between sort of um, the adult soft drink section where you have things like Schler and um, Dawson's and stuff like that but there was nothing that could kind of replace the effects of alcohol and a lot of people rely on alcohol to boost their confidence and 
you know, make them more comfortable in social situations. So I came up with Flink and Flink is kind of a funny name because it's literally the Dutch word for courage. Um, so it's kind of handy as well how it kind of rhymes with drink. It has a nice little like rhyme to it, I guess. Um, and the brand's kind of strategy, I guess, was all about like getting you up on the dance floor, having a good time, like getting that flink feeling, which was kind of the tagline and stuff like that. I'm really kind of focusing on copy um, and the identity to bring through that feeling that I created in the strategy through um, a visual identity, I guess. Um, it was super fun to do and kind of let loose with because that was all at the heart of the brand. It meant that I could push the boat out with the way that I like chose to advertise and stuff like that. So I chose to personify the cans in ads. So they're like little dancing cans and stuff like that. Um, I think probably my favourite project from uni, I'm not just saying that because you always said that to me, um, but I think because it was challenging, the brief was super well written in how to approach it as well. I specifically remember it asking for Blue Sky Thinking, which is kind of an obvious with all projects, but I'd never really thought about like going above and beyond with an idea before and making it work to potentially be um, commercially viable so um, what I did in like my approach is I decided to like tear up the rule book for how I used to do my process basically and I picked up a copy of the Evening Standard magazine, sat down with it, got a packet post-it notes and just came up with the most bizarre concepts I could think of in response to random things that were in the magazine and then Worked, worked my way up from the blue sky bit into, right, what could actually work? What could sit on the shelf and be, you know, something that people would buy and could drink, you know? Can't promise, like, drinks that would, like, change your life or anything, um, you know, make you, like, be able to fly or whatever. Um, but this, with, like, the ingredients, researching that a bit, you know, it's a possible thing. The ingredients in it are all natural and they're, um, I guess, like, the relaxants and like anti-anxiety ingredients which would then calm your nerves but then bring up your confidence um so yeah I think that's covered like all the basis basis of flink um yeah it feels like ages ago now that I did it to be honest and one common thread between Hannah and Sophia's work I think has been, and maybe this isn't uh, a thing from your university, so I just wanted to pull it out. One thing that we've been continually impressed with is the way that you've both put your presentations together and almost their step into strategy a little bit, I think has been uh, really impressive. Like you've told the complete story. Um, we really believe your journey. Um, and yeah, it's been nice to see that visually brought to life. So I think for any future applicants, that's something that's really worked well <laughs> in the past two years. Let's keep that coming. <laughs> I think for uni they definitely do um especially with Emily as well doing like the storytelling yeah. element from it and creating that tone of voice and everything definitely helped you learned that like really early on on GB and I I think it's like um one of the first year modules I guess from what I remember it might have changed but yeah learning about like literally branding is more than a logo so yeah like strategy is super important part of GB9 like anyone that's like listening and it's like in that younger years make sure 
you know, you really like get your head around that because it's so influential to like your projects. You'll find that across all your projects. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's really helped you guys stand out against other universities, to be honest. It is crazy to see kind of how even like the process, because I think the great thing about GBI is you do everything from the start of the brand to the end and it gives you such an insight on it and the way the tutors like help you build up that process because at the beginning everyone was like oh we have to do a sketchbook and then like a process document but then the more you do it you kind of learn from that how valuable that process actually is getting everything in a book and writing down everything it just helps so much and it is so crazy to see how much you change from like first year to now. And it is just lovely, especially if people are looking to do the course, the tutors help yeah. so much to kind of build that confidence in yourself as well. Um, I promise we didn't bribe you. <laughs> <laughs> um, we just had a question about that, but I think you've kind of answered it, like talking about your process. So we just had a question in the Q&A about, um, for Sophia really, about, um, you know, are there any kind of research process tips you would give maybe to come some second years who are coming through to third year? You know, so I guess, yeah, what's your kind of research process? I guess you kind of started talking about sketchbooks and working in that way, but is there anything that you've kind of learned in this third year that you'd kind of... Um, recommend doing for the second years coming through so I would say sketchbook is definitely so helpful and to just kind of write down everything that you can because there's going to be so many things in your head and sometimes the little word or idea that you write down you might not think it will be good in the end but GT was literally gin and tonic that I just accidentally wrote down and it ended up being the name that I went with so it's kind of just really trusting the process but enjoying that stage because I think with the research stage there is such a temptation to just get to the end but actually enjoying that process and I always try and do research in creating personas that I can connect with or that I know and kind of thinking about your target audience and thinking what would actually connect with them and why what's out there now isn't connecting with them because it helps so much getting someone else's insight and not just looking at it from a design point of view but looking at it from someone else's point of view because from that you can build such a story and you can take your research in a way that you didn't think that you could before from either just doing a questionnaire or sitting down with someone so definitely just throw yourself into your sketchbook and just experiment from the get-go because that's where your journey kind of starts completely and with research, it doesn't need to be, I mean, unless I'm researching, say for like finding out if you could use expired milk, which was very hard because <laughs> I wasn't great at science and didn't really understand most of it, but got there in the end. I don't really use Google. I try and use more a hands-on approach or looking back at things that have inspired me in the past and kind of following from that because I feel, especially with like Pinterest and things, there's such generic approach that can come from things where it's like a minimal sans serif way but kind of drawing away from that you're able to just explore and have fun but definitely love your sketchbook because it helps so so much fantastic yeah I think that's definitely especially um you know as we've been kind of living through these kind of digital times having that kind of tactility of your sketchbook and I think I remember both of you have 
very kind of tactile physical sketchbooks that you were working in for this process so I think it's great to kind of have some time off screen and kind of work in that way um, is really beneficial um, wonderful okay thank you so much guys that was um, really um, insightful and great and it's, it's great to kind of look at the comparisons between your projects and how you both approach things and like how you know it's very strategy heavy research heavy to get to the points that you got to I think that's what's the kind of really amazing thing about both of your projects um, so yeah it was a very popular brief with our students so um, hopefully we can kind of continue that relationship and and run it next year as well